Today's sermon is called that, COVID-era moms. So during this COVID era, I, I understood by these videos that the survival of many families has depended on the faith, the creativity, the good planning, the prayers of God-fearing moms. Amen? And uh, today we're going to study a mom from the Bible that went through a situation that was a lot worse than COVID. Okay, a lot worse than COVID. And she was able to literally change the course of history. And so we want to share with you the story of Jochebed. It's in the book of Exodus. So our story, uh, you remember that Joseph had brought his families. They were in the land of, of Goshen. And so the Pharaoh, which was a very intimate friend of Joseph, had passed away. So we'll start with that verse that says, there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. Now, now, we have to understand that it's not that he was ignorant about Joseph's services or, or what he had done for the nation. He just wished not to recognize what Joseph had done. He literally wanted to bury in the deepest part of the earth everything that had to do with Joseph. Now, it's interesting what uh, the, uh, the, the, the king says. It says, and he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also against us with our enemies and fight against us. And so get them out of the land. So his original plan was to kick them out. But of course, during the previous Pharaoh, there was policy that was placed that literally would not allow that. I mean, they, it was not allowed by policy to have the Hebrews banished from the land. Now, many of them were very able. They were very understanding workmen. And they added a lot to the wealth of Egypt. I mean, they, they literally were a blessing to the nation. And the king needed these labors for the plans he had of building the palaces and, and temples and, and other things. So uh, Ellen White says that accordingly he ranked them with the Egyptians who had sold themselves with their possessions to the kingdom. And soon taskmasters were set over them and their slavery became complete. So I want you guys to just get into context here because here we have a situation where all the Hebrews are slaves. And the king wanted to see how they can make sure that they don't have no more babies or they don't grow anymore. So it says in the Bible, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. So now the king and the counselor like worried, you know, like this is not working out. We wanted to subdue the Israelites with hard labor and decrease their number, crush their independent spirit, but this isn't working out. So what else can we do? So the next thing that the king did was order the women whose employment was to help deliver the babies in, the, in, in Egypt on the, on, on the Hebrew side, the opportunity to execute a terrible command, and that was to kill all the male babies as they were born. And, of course, we knew who was behind. Who could be behind something so tragic, so terrible? The devil, right? So the devil, of course, was, was behind this. Uh, he knew that there was a deliverer 
that was going to be raised up among the Israelites. And by leading the king to destroy their children, he hoped to defeat the purpose of God. Now, these women feared God. These are Egyptian women. They're delivering the babies, but they feared God. They, they knew the God of Israel and dare not execute the command. And the Lord, the Bible says that he approved their, their course and prospered them. So now, now the king is angry. Now the king is angry because nothing's working for him. Nothing's working for him. So now he does something even more terrible. The Bible says, and Pharaoh charged all his people. Notice what he did. He, he said to all his people, to all the Egyptians. He called upon all the Egyptians to hunt out and slaughter all the male babies. The, the Bible says, and Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born, he shall cast into the river. And every daughter, he shall save alive. So while this decree was taking place, ha, son was born. A son was born to Aram and Jochebed, devout Israelites from the, tri the tribe of Levi. Now, the Bible says that this baby was gorgeous. Some of the older versions says a goodly child. No, but it's talking, he was a gorgeous child. And the Bible says that the parents, believing that the time of Israel's release was drawing near and that God would rise up a deliverer for his people, they were determined that this boy was not going to be sacrificed. Faith in God strengthened their heart. And I, and I was very, very, very touched by what Hebrews 11.23 says. It says, and they were not afraid of the king's command. So faith in God was the foundation of that family, of that husband and wife. And, and, and notice the word, they. Hebrews says, and they we're not afraid. So there was teamwork in all this, right? Husband and wife. So for us that are married, we got to be a great team to make our family survive. But I do want to underline how faith makes a difference because it says faith in God strengthened their heart. So only the moms who have kept the flame of faith of life during COVID have been successful. Just look around. Just watch the videos that we just showed you. Only the moms who have kept the flame alive of faith are able to manage their negative emotions like fear. Only the moms who have kept the flame of faith of life were able to keep their family together during COVID-19. Only the moms who kept the flame of faith of life were able to have a more positive attitude during this time. The story goes on. The Bible tells us that the mother succeeded in concealing the child for how many months? You guys remember the story? Three months. And I said, how does she do that? Because babies are babies. Babies are going to cry if they're hungry. Babies are going to cry if they're wet or dirty. Uh, babies are going to cry if they have a tummy ache. Babies are going to cry just because they want to cry and get attention. So how does she do it? Well... I can see that she became very creative. Definitely, she must have been very creative. And, 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 you know, I think she came up with some awesome ideas of how to hide the baby. During COVID, moms have become experts in creativity. 
Yeah, you moms have become experts in the creativity of improvising. <laughs> Just finding ways to survive. Now the story goes on. Then, finding that she could no longer keep him safely, the Bible says that she prepared a little ark of rushes, making it watertight, okay, by means of slime and pitch, and laying the baby therein. She placed it among the flags of the river's bank. What a place to put the baby. I mean, there was the, that's the place that they were throwing the babies. So she puts the baby in the river. She dared not remain to guard it, lest the child's life and her own might be forfeited. But his sister, remember the sister Miriam? Lingered near, apparently indifferent, but anxiously watching to see what would become of her little brother. Wow. Jacobed, this amazing mom, came up with a plan. She thought things through. She had a strategy. Yeah, it was a crazy idea, but what I mean by crazy is that it was daring. And moms can only make it through these rough times that we are living if they are daring. If they plan carefully and are daring. In today's world, our COVID moms... In this era of COVID, have made plans very differently than before COVID hit us. For example, a lot of the moms had to keep their kids interested in classes. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. A lot of them have to find a way to keep them involved in the activities. Like Ruth in the, in, in the video, she says they had to come up with plans of, of uh, trying new recipes and, and getting involved in art classes and, and, you know, just other things. Because we have to make sure that the kids are involved in activities so that we won't go nuts. I'm talking about the moms not going nuts, nuts but also the kids and the husband. And, and I know for sure that many of our COVID-era moms has spent the nights without going to sleep, just planning on what the next day is going to look like. So, dear moms, we are just so, so grateful for all those sacrifices. You have invested in new tools to keep the family together and to make it through these rough times. Now, now remember... Miriam is watching, okay? But she's not the only one watching. The mother's earnest prayers had committed her child to the care of God. And so angels, angels unseen, hovered above his lowly resting place. Yes, there were other watchers. So, so listen to this. Here we have a praying mom. A praying mom. A mom who knows that God listens. A mom that knows that God cares. A mom that knows by personal experience the power of prayer. A mom that knows that God's angels are on a mission to minister to God's people. And in this case, Jochebed knew that the angels were there to care for her child. So moms, just keep praying. <laughs> it makes a big difference. The angels, uh, Ellen White states this in, in, in the story. She says the angels directed Pharaoh's daughter, Thither, 
Her curiosity was excited by the little basket. And as she looked upon the beautiful child within, she read the story at a glance. She knew that there was a suffering mother behind that story. She knew that that kid needed care. She knew that she had to intervene. The tears of the babe awakened her compassion and her sympathies went out to the unknown mother who had resorted to these means to preserve the life of her precious little one. She determined that she would be saved, that he would be saved, that she would adopt him as her own. Wow. So, you know what happens then because Miriam is watching. So she comes out, you know, she's been strictly, you know, noting everything that's going on, every single movement. Perceiving that the child was tenderly regarded, she ventured near and said, Shall I go and call thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for thee? Wow, what, what a smart girl. And she wasn't smart just because Something just popped up in her head because she had been very well trained by mama. Permission was given. The sister hastened to her mother with the happy news and without delay returned with her to the presence of Pharaoh's daughter. And look what the Pharaoh's daughter says. The Bible says, take this child away and nurse it for me and I will give thee wages. So not only did mom take care of her child, she was actually paid for it. God had heard the mother's prayers. Her faith had been rewarded, and it was with deep gratitude that she entered upon her now safe and happy task. What task? What, what task do you think that, that Jacobet had? It was to educate her son in God's ways. Educate her child for God. Character development. That's what we call it <laughs> in psychology, right? So it's character development. And doing this under extreme circumstances. Wow. COVID-era moms, likewise, under very difficult circumstances, will do everything possible to keep their kids in tune with God. In tune with the plan that he has for them. COVID-era moms will do everything possible to keep their kids from the negative influences of this world. COVID-era moms will not stop praying for their children. COVID-era moms, like Jochebed, educate their kids for God. So let's look closely at what Jochebed did. She faithfully improved her opportunity to educate her child for God. She felt confident that he had been preserved for some great work. Remember that they, they knew that the time was arriving for a deliverer? And they were like, maybe my boy is going to be that deliverer. So they, they knew that God had plans for him. She, she also knew that he must soon be given up to the royal mother and be surrounded by influences that would tend to lead him away from God. All this rendered her more diligent and more careful in the instruction that she was giving to her children. She endeavored to imbue his mind with the fear of God and the love for truth and for justice. Earnestly prayed that he might be preserved from any corrupting influence. She showed him the sin of idolatry. She 
early taught him how to bow down and pray. You know what? One of the most amazing things when, when we have our Zoom worships and, and sometimes we ask like Amari to have a word of prayer. You know how he always starts, right? Bow your heads and close your eyes. And then he has these prayers that are so powerful. Why? Because he has been trained just like Jochebed trained her child to bow down and pray to the living God who alone can hear him, who alone can help us when we are in an emergency. She kept the boy as long as she could, but was obligated to give him up around 12 years old. Imagine, what, what a tough moment for Jochebed. She had to give him up, 12 years old. From his humble cabin home, he was taken to the royal palace to the daughter of Pharaoh, and he became her son. And even here, he did not lose the impressions received in his childhood. The lessons learned at his mother's side could not be forgotten. They were a shield from pride, from infidelity, and the vice that flourished amid the splendor of the court. How far-reaching are the results of this one Hebrew mother? Wow. An exile, a slave. The whole future life of Moses, the great mission which he was going to fulfill as the leader of Israel, testifies to the importance of the work of a Christian mother. There is no other work equal to this. Are you listening, dear mom? To every great extent, the mother holds in her hands the destiny of her children. She is dealing with developing minds and characters, working not alone for time, but for eternity. She is sowing seeds that will spring up and bear fruit, either for good or for evil. She has not to paint a form of beauty upon canvas or to chisel it from marble, but to impress upon the human soul the image of God. Now, we know that that's especially important during the early years, right? There was this, uh, this great uh, thinker, philosopher that said, give me a child until he's seven years old and I will respond for him the rest of his life. Those early years, so important, so important, those, those early years. Wow. We are asking you moms to take this very seriously. Especially during the early years, responsibility rests upon her for forming the character of her children. The apprentices now made upon developing minds will remain for them throughout their lifetime. Parents should direct the instruction and training of their children while very young. And at the end, they will be Christians. They are placed in our care to be trained, not as heirs to the throne of an earthly empire, but as kings unto God to reign forever. Now, do you, dear moms, feel that every moment you spend with your kids are priceless? Your work will be tested in the solemn day of accounts. Then it will be found that many 
of the failures and crimes of men and women have been the result of the ignorance and negligence of those whose duty was to guide their children in the right way. And yes, it will also be found that many who have blessed the world with the light of genius and truth and holiness owe the principles that were the mainspring of their influence to the success of praying and careful mother a christian mother so i i'd like to end with this they're covid era moms i know you don't like the label but that's just the way it is <laughs> may the good lord continue to strengthen your faith may you be creative as you find ways to deal with this health crisis may the good lord help you to become a thinker, and come up with plans and strategies that will help your kids. May the good Lord fill you with his Holy Spirit so that you can deepen your relationship with God. Never stop praying for your family. Keep praying for your husband, for your kids, for yourself. Dear COVID-era moms, may the good Lord continue to help you in your task of educating your children for God. And you thought I was going to leave the husbands and the kids? Uh-uh. They're husbands and kids. I know you're watching there online, many of you. Some of you are here today. Well, dear husbands and dear children, let us not only find ways to celebrate Mother's Day and make Mama feel that she's valuable and that she's appreciated, but let us take time to pray with her. Let us take time to thank her let us take time to let her know how thankful we are for all she has done during this health crisis yeah hug her kiss her embrace her take the opportunity and dear dear moms consecrate yourselves to God because we know we're not out of the woods yet and we know based on biblical prophecy that times are not going to get better Many worse challenges are just around the corner. This was just a preparation stage. So, dear moms, hard times are coming. But I want you to keep good courage because Jesus is coming soon. Keep up the good courage because until that day comes, until Jesus returns, Jesus is with you. He will not forsake you, dear mom. Would you like for me to lift you up in prayer this morning? Can I pray for you? So I want all the moms to stand up. All of you that are here, those that are here at home, stand up. Right there in your living room, in the kitchen, wherever you are. And I want to pray for you. Those that are grandmas, those that are great-grandmas, if there's any. <laughs> and if you raised a child, even if it wasn't yours, you know what I mean. You might be a not. That raised someone else's kid. Or if you're a foster parent. I'd like to pray for you, dear moms. Let's bow our heads. Dear God, here are the Corona-era moms. With courage, with diligence. With a willing heart to follow your leadings. It hasn't been easy. Actually, it's been overwhelming. And yet, Lord, 
they have survived because they have put their faith in you. Their family has survived because they have put their faith in you. You have allowed them to be creative, to plan with their families during this time of crisis. And I know, God, that they have been praying like never before. And that has made a world of difference. Keep them strong, Lord. Keep them focused. May the relationship with you deepen in such a way, Lord, that they can understand your plans and your vision for their kids. Help them, Lord, as they instruct their children to be like Jesus and to be strong in their faith. And we thank you, Lord, because you have promised that you will not leave them nor forsake them. Bless all the dads and the children that we can support our moms. We can be there for them. And we just ask a special amount of grace as we move forward in these dark times. In Jesus' name, amen.